Ahoy hoy, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams. I'll be taking you through our latest Disney dining reviews, as well as a couple oldies, because, well, they're oldies, but they're also goodies. Something like that. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you so much to all the feedback that I've been given on this new uh, return of the Disney Dining Show. I know it's still not the ideal version of this show, and we have a lot of changes that we need to make. But uh, for all of the positive feedback that I received on this, I just want to say thank you so much. Whether you you let me know what you thought on the boards or you, you left reviews here on Apple Podcasts, uh, it's all been very helpful, and I will continue to make tweaks and adjustments to this as we go along and i'm already going to throw in a couple new tweaks on this week's episode so thank you for being patient with me through this and hopefully one day we'll be back to the the old format of the disney dining show but for now i hope you're just enjoying getting to hear more audio shows on the Diz Unplugged. So this week is going to be a lot of fun i'm going to apologize in advance because it's going to be very craig heavy but when the parks reopened for a while, I seemed to be the only person that was going out to do uh, to do a lot of in-park dining reviews. So uh, there's a lot of ones that I recorded that have never seen the light of day here on the audio feed. Then, well, I'm going to start playing them now and work my way back to to all of just the recent episodes. So I do apologize for that. And I know so many people out there are going to say, Craig, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, it's your voice isn't as terrible as you make it out to be. And and I appreciate all that. But, you know, I, I know part of what people love about the Diz and the Diz Unplugged is that we do have a variety of voices and it's not always just the same person over and over again. And, you know, we know we know that Pete is is the the head honcho of it all. And we all love hearing what he has to say. And a lot of people maybe don't like uh, other voices as much, including myself, considering I am very monotonous. But uh, regardless, that's the that's the reviews we have for you. So I'm, I'm I apologize again. And yes, I am very hard on myself, but it's just who I am. I'm Craig Williams, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to change. I'm already 33 years in. I feel like I'm just stuck in my ways. But I'm going to be able to give you a little bit of a break because I do have Rhino in this as well, too. But I'm going to kick this episode off with my very latest review that I did. I just released it a day or two ago as of recording this. And that is a review of the world-famous carrot cake cookie that was served at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I go into it a little bit during the review, but uh, basically just to give you an intro in case I do miss anything out on the, the video portion of the review, the carrot cake cookie is found at the Trolley Car Cafe on Hollywood Boulevard at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is the Starbucks location. And of course, they have all of your favorite Starbucks drinks that you know and love, minus Nitro Cold Brew. I'm still waiting for the day that that it gets Nitro Cold Brew. They have regular cold brew, but I like Nitro. I like that a lot. Uh, and of course, at the Starbucks, you can get your specialty Disney mugs. They also have the the normal sandwiches that you know and love from Starbucks or hate and despise, depending on your stance. And then a lot of the baked goods, you know, the, the breads, uh, cake pops and such. But here they also serve the carrot cake cookie, which has been uh, been a staple of the park for many years. And it has changed as well over the years. You know, it was it was originally found 
found back in the writer's stop, which is the location that is basically now where uh, where the uh, baseline tap house is that originally was the writer stop. And back then this was more of like a, a classic defined whoopie pie. It was still a carrot cake on the top and bottom, but a lot denser. You could pick it up and hold it uh, and cream cheese in the middle. And just like it is as I, I make a reference to it in the, in the video, but it was a, it was more of a, a sandwich that you could actually hold. Whereas back in, I want to say 2018, the carrot cake cookie transformed and essentially became more of basically two pieces of carrot cake. And in between was, it was a big dollop of cream cheese. And for a while there wasn't enough cream cheese. And now I feel like there is enough cream cheese, but it's had, it's had a wild time over the past couple of years because when writer stopped closed down to make way for galaxy's edge and baseline tap house and everything that was to come, then I believe it moved to, it moved to, I can't even remember the name of the store that was the bakery that also closed down. But then I think it went to sweet spells for a little while on sunset Boulevard. And now you can find it at trolley car cafe. So I, I know I probably just repeated myself multiple times now and i should know what i said because i'm the one who did the review but anyways let's go into it with the review of the trolley car cafe world famous carrot cake cookie ahoy hoy everyone it's craig here at disney's hollywood studios with another disney dining review one of the uh, big goals for me at Walt Disney World when I'm, I'm looking at dining uh, right now and for the near future. It's going to be to review some of the, the classic snacks here at Walt Disney World. I'm talking Mickey Premium ice cream bars, ice cream sandwiches, even popcorn. Does popcorn taste better at Magic Kingdom versus the other parks? I want to find out. I want to get all these answers. Uh, but besides like some of those snacks that everyone knows and loves, I also want to try a lot of the other signature snacks at the parks that maybe I haven't had in a long time and I'm ready to try again. And that's what brought me here to Disney's Hollywood Studios today. And uh, if you can, you can probably guess where I'm getting my snack from if you know this park well. I mean, actually, the location around me doesn't, that doesn't tip it off at all, so I don't even know why I approached it like that. Uh, but anyways, I'll just, I'll just spill it out here. So I went to Trolley Car Cafe, of course, which is the Starbucks as you're coming in the park on Hollywood Boulevard, because that is home to the world-famous Disney's Hollywood Studios carrot cake cookie that is not even a cookie. It's two pieces of carrot cake with a bunch of cream cheese sandwiched right in the middle. And this behemoth of a dessert is $3.99. So it is, it is just perfectly priced. It's not too expensive. It pairs wonderfully with all the drinks that you can find at Starbucks. If that's your, uh, that's your, I was going to say cup of tea, but that makes, that makes a little sense with Starbucks. You can get tea, but more than likely you're going to get coffee or it also pairs with my favorite drink you can get from Starbucks a big cup of ice water but yeah what what is there to say about the carrot cake cookie that hasn't already been said my mouth is watering and i'm struggling to actually get this out uh, it is it's just it's a it's a classic and so it's been it's been a long time since i've had this and hopefully hopefully i fall right back in love with it as i have before hmm. for me 
anything carrot cake based requires the perfect, perfect balance of cream cheese to cake. And you know what? If at the very least it's not perfectly balanced, I want a little bit more cream cheese than I actually want of the cake. Not that I don't like carrot cake. Carrot cake is one of my favorite desserts I can possibly have, even if it has raisins in, which I despise everything about raisins. But when it comes to carrot cake, I'll suffer through raisins. I don't even mind when it's the carrot cake where there's actually the carrot pieces in there, too. I'm, I'm fine with all of that. I just love the flavor. And you know what? This dessert is still just so spectacular. There is just so, so, so much cream cheese in here. I mean, it, it, it almost overpowers everything. It almost overpowers all of the cake. But you still get a little bit of that spice in there from the carrot cake itself. So it's not completely lost, but I mean... Cream cheese is the star of the show with this dessert. I'm running out of things to say about this dessert because, well, this is a quick take and there's not a ton to say about it besides starting to repeat things over and over again. But I think the only lament that I have with this is I do miss it being more of like a ham sandwich. I said ham sandwich, didn't I? A ham sandwich. Uh, this is This is completely impossible to pick up and eat. I mean, I did pick it up to get a video of it cut in half to to really show off the inside of the middle and as i was as i was holding it i had to keep it right over its container because if i would have if i would have held it higher up this entire thing would have just crumbled apart whereas if it was if it was back in the old days where you could actually carry it around and it wasn't so much a, a fork and knife treat or a, a spoon and knife treat you know that's back in those days it was, it was, uh, there was something special about that, but this is still, this is still really, really delicious. And it comes with, it comes with my highest recommendations. I, I love this thing. I haven't even made it to the halfway point with this dessert. So I need to wrap this up because I need to eat this thing before it gets too hot or too cold. I don't know. So, uh, the last thing I do want to say about it before I wrap this up completely is that I do enjoy that it comes prepackaged at the Starbucks location, so you don't have to you don't have to really wait that extra time on on having it handed to you. Something you just grab and go with it. So especially if there's no line inside Starbucks, you can just be really quickly in and out of there. And who doesn't like simplicity when it comes to Walt Disney World? There's not a lot of there's not a lot of simplicity around. So when you can get a delicious dessert like this, but just grab it and be out of there quickly, that's even better. One of the things I hate most about how I speak is I end a lot of sentences with the word so. I recently found out about it, courtesy of my lovely wife. She pointed it out, and I've tried so hard to eliminate it from my speech, but I continue doing it. So there I go again. Well, actually, that was just the right word to use, but it makes it very hard to make cut points on these because when I end the sentence with so, it makes it seem like I'm about to say something else, even when I have nothing else to say. And I need to cut that out. I also don't leave enough pause time between a lot of my sentences, and it makes it very hard to make proper cuts, too. So I am learning a lot about what I need to change in the future. And then, of course, my awkward pauses in the middle of sentences that I just don't ever think I'm going to get rid of. But 
this has been fun reflecting on my speech patterns. But let's move on to the next dining review. And like I said, I'm going to give you a break from my voice and I'm going to give you a little rhino action. And as you've come to know and love Rhino, I'm sure you remember that he loves trying vegan options, plant-based options at the Disney parks. That's kind of his his thing. He really is passionate about it. He wants to find the best choices for everyone out there who listens and watches so they know what to choose when they come to Walt Disney World. There's not a lot of options, but... They deserve to know the best of the best. All of you out there deserve to know the best of the best. That's the whole point of all of this. And he's made that his goal. And while Fiasco and myself also try to branch out and throw in plant-based options when we can, Rhino really takes the ball and runs with it. And I suggested he try the item that he ended up reviewing this week, and that is the toasted lobster roll with lobster in quotations And you can find this menu item at Rosie's All-American Cafe on Sunset Boulevard inside Disney's Hollywood Studios. And yes, it's not actually really lobster. It's impossible to have plant-based lobster. It is made of marinated hearts of palm, celery, sweet apples, creamy Old Bay dressing served with house-made crispy potato chips. Rhino, at some points during this review, starts calling the hearts of palm artichokes and... Yes, it happens, but he meant to say hearts of palm. That's that's all I'm saying about that. But in case you're not looking for the plant-based menu items there and you want to know what else they have, I'll just give you a brief rundown on that for the audio listeners who might not be able to see the menu if he even shows it. I forget if he shows it. But they offer items like a chili cheese all-beef footlong hot dog, a third-pound Angus bacon cheeseburger, third-pound fresh Angus cheeseburger, footlong all-beef hot dog, Rosie's All-American salad, and chicken breast nuggets. Really screwed that one up. Chicken breast nuggets, eight pieces. And then for kids, they have a turkey sandwich, the power pack, and chicken breast nuggets, four pieces. And that is the menu at Rosie's All-American Cafe. Pretty standard Walt Disney World quick service minus, honestly, the the lobster roll. That's the, the one thing that stands out. And, well, let's find out what Rhino has to say about it. Hello, everybody. It's Rhino. I'm here at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I'm hungry. I know. What's new? Let's say it every time, but I'm always about eating and always about drinking. But today, I'm eating, and uh, I'm outside of the Sunset Ranch Market. I have heard uh, rumor, and by rumor, I've seen the photos on the internet, that there is a vegan lobster roll over here. I have a confession to make i am from massachusetts i am from the south shore and i do not really eat lobster but if you know me from the Diz or any of those things you know how much i love the lobster nachos at uh disney california adventure in california they are one of my favorite must have things out there so i'm uh i'm 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 like cross right now because you know i'll try any of the vegan stuff Um, because I'm on that journey. Um, I'm here. I'm going to try it. I don't even know what it's made out of. I have not had any vegan seafood ever, so I'm really curious. I have had uh, vegan chicken, 
and beef at this point so really this is a this is a journey for me as much as it is you probably more so me because i have to eat it so i'm gonna go you have to mobile order i'm gonna mobile order we're gonna see what it's made out of and uh, hopefully it's as good as it kind of looks i got my food and it is as i said i ordered the toasted lobster roll and the description for it is marinated hearts of palm celery sweet apples and creamy old bay dressing served with house-made crispy potato chips it sounds disgusting to me uh i don't usually like sweet and savory mixed together but it looks great when i got it at the window oh my god goodness it was like this roll looks nice and toasty and it's loaded with this dressing and uh the ch honestly the the chips look great too so i'm i'm actually i'm actually fairly excited to give it a give it a whirl give it a try i'm i'm so nervous right now that i am gonna make like just one of the worst faces ever i don't know why do i think this is gonna be gross i don't know what's wrong with me i don't know what's wrong with me I just don't know. Nobody knows. My mom asks me this question all the time. What's wrong with you? Okay, here we go. This is the moment, the moment of truth. Did I get enough napkins? I'm going in. I'm having the weirdest, the weirdest sensation in my mouth right now. Like, it is, you know, first of all, this is cold. I don't know why I thought it was gonna be warm, but it's like cold, cold, cold. Um, which I guess makes sense. I don't know, I'm not familiar with the lobster world where they're served hot or cold. I guess that's the other part of that. I assumed they were always like warm, but like when you eat an egg salad, salad sandwich, it's cold. So why on earth would I think they were warm? Anyway. It is both, oh gosh, what is the word I am looking for? It is not, not sour, not bitter, but like um, when you have um, like vinegar, that sensation that you have, it, it, it's giving me that sort of like, that sort of sweetness. It is very sweet. Um, and uh, the apples add a nice crunch to this. figure out if I like it or not. I can't figure it out. I have to say one of the one of the more interesting things about this is that I thought for some reason there was going to be like a lobster substitute. Um, you know, in terms of when you when you get like an impossible burger or a beyond burger, like, you know, those are plant based burgers, but they're still representative of that. Or when you get, uh, like I've said in this park before, when you get the um, Volusian Garden, the, the meatless balls in Galaxy's Edge, this this doesn't have a substitute in it. It's just the ingredients it said. I, I don't know why I thought there was gonna be like a plant-based something or other. So it's not that I often find sometimes lobster lobster can be like sort of chewy or grainy, and it is definitely the parts of palm that are substituting for that lobster. It is very uh, creamy though, very creamy. Um, it, it, there's, a, there's a zing in here that I just can't put my finger on. And, I don't, I think maybe that's coming from like a combination of the apples with the Old Bay dressing. Um, I'm gonna try these chips though. Mm. These chips are 
house-made potato chips, I feel like, are always the best. They are that, like, super hard, crunchy, just just exactly what I wanted and needed right now. And, and I'm so happy about these. These taste super good. Um, one, one more bite, and then... A, I don't know. I don't know. Let me eat it. I'm clearly eating the whole thing. So let, let me let me let me take a second and think about it. This is just such a weird. This is a terrible food review, but we're on a journey together. I'm gonna keep saying that. So let me let me finish and then I'll give you my thoughts. I am done eating, and I've decided that I didn't hate the sandwich. I didn't love the sandwich. Um. Uh, after taking a couple more bites, it, it, I, it, it's basically heavy on the brine from the artichokes that came from whatever jar or can they came from, and then mixed in with a really creamy sauce. Now, it is a little on the cooler side today. It's in the 60s, so it, this was fine for today, but if it had been hot out today, I think this would have just been, like, not the right choice for me. Um... I think marketing it as a lobster roll is a mistake. Like, I know it says lobster, but anytime you've had anything where it's like, uh, you know, when they use vegan chicken, it's like chicken, but it's spelled a little differently and stuff like that. I, I think I was just expecting like an actual lobster substitute and there wasn't, you know, and I, I know that's what I get hooked up on. And I don't know if this is the traditional way of things. If there's any vegans who ever watch this video, you please inform me. I want to know. I'm, I'm generally curious and um, because basically I would have marketed this as like an artichoke salad um, because that's that's more or less what it was like it, it, it was like uh, I know we keep saying egg salad chicken salad it was, it was essentially an artichoke salad but um, way more creamier than than that than those sort of things the bread the toasted bun it was on was great the chips were great um, but yeah it just uh, it didn't it didn't really do it for me the same way some of the other the other options have. I'm not upset I got it, but I'm also never going to get it again. And I don't mean in a way where I was like, "Oh, yuck! It was gross." I mean, it was it was it was fine. It was it was it was it was all right. I mean, I don't know. I just I would I don't know that I'd recommend it to anybody either, especially when this park has such like a couple of really good other vegan options. Like you can go or plant based options. Excuse me. You can go to like I said, Galaxy's Edge at Docking Bay 7, you can get the Pollution, um, the, I, I forget, God, I always forget what it's called because the name keeps changing. Um, but it's the, it's basically like the hummus with the meatless balls that has like quinoa in it and, stuff, and I believe it's impossible meat in it. That is one of the best, the best ones around for me. So flavorful. Um, and I know there's a plant-based burger, I believe at ABC Commissary and stuff. So there's, I think there are other better options to try. And, and again, I, I keep justifying this thing. Like, I think it just wasn't for me. So I'd be curious if you have had it, what your thoughts are on it. Um, please let us know uh, in the comments below so I can I can read about it. And any other cool plant-based items you've seen or heard about online, please let me know. I will happily go and try all of these because I really do want to try more and more and more of all that stuff. So um, I didn't say the price earlier. It was $10.99. Um, I believe it was $10.99, but it came out, the total was like $11.18. So, um, it wasn't like terribly priced either. So I, I think it was fairly priced. I think a couple more dollars and it would have been like way, way too much. I mean, it, it, it was, it was fine. It was fine. The, the name of this video, fine. <laughs>
I know Rhino wasn't really blown away by it, but I really want to try this sandwich. It actually sounds like the perfect, perfect plant-based option for me based on what I like. That's not just throwing an impossible patty on it or or a Beyond Burger on it. It actually, it really has my attention. So I'm going to get it at some point and I'll make sure that I get to talk about it when I actually do. But yeah, uh, always, always fun to hear Rhino's take on, on all of the vegan options, plant-based options at Walt Disney World. And with that, we are going to move on to our next review. And now we're getting into the throwback reviews. And the first throwback review that we are going with is my review of Flame Tree Barbecue. I did this back in... Oh my gosh, I... I thought I had that written down somewhere where I did my Flame Tree Barbecue review. Uh, hold on one second as I quickly Google it to to look up the actual date. You know, I'm I'm the one who's doing this. I could have easily just stopped the recording and paused it and searched it and came back like there was no no change in time there. But no, I had to do it the complicated way. Okay, I did this review back in September of. 2020 and the title of the review is is flame tree barbecue at animal kingdom good barbecue and part of this review wasn't me just reviewing what i got at flame tree barbecue it's that i actually wanted to take it as a a comparison look at the different barbecue options around walt disney world and i still need to get back over to regal eagle smokehouse in epcot and i need to get back over to polite pig because those were the two restaurants that i wanted to compare most to flame tree barbecue and i used past experiences for the comparison but i need to really throw in brand new comparisons to really round it all out and that'll be coming i i almost went to regal eagle uh, just a week or two ago and ended up choosing another option instead so i know i'm gonna have the a regal eagle re-review coming up real quick here and also polite pig i'm i'm in a barbecue mood right now so it, it's all going to be coming very rapidly but yes i wanted to to see if flame tree barbecue was actually good and well, I think the results will will ultimately surprise you. But the one good thing about this review is that nothing has changed on the menu right now at Flame Tree Barbecue since I did this review, unless I'm missing something. I don't believe I am. I believe the menu is the exact same because I compared what's online right now on uh, Disney World's website to the photo of the menu I had in the video and and they were the exact same thing. So uh, what I got for the review was the ribs and chicken combo. And what else they have on the menu includes St. Louis rib dinner, uh, half chicken, baked macaroni and cheese with pulled pork, smoked pulled pork sandwich, smokehouse chicken salad, and a hot link smokehouse sandwich that is plant-based. And then for the kids meals, they have Uncrustables, a baked chicken drumstick, and an all beef hot dog. And I don't think there's anything else really to say with that. I know I kind of go in depth with why I chose what I chose compared to everything else. And mentioning pulled pork is probably the number one choice and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I, I go into it pretty in depth on this one. So I don't think there's anything else to set up. So enjoy. Hey everyone, it is Craig and today I'm at Disney's Animal Kingdom to find out if Flame Tree Barbecue is still worth trying here at the park. 
I think most people would probably agree that Satuli Canteen in Pandora, the world of Avatar, is the best quick service option here inside the park. But Flame Tree Barbecue is still a viable option. So let's check out what they have, get something, and see if it stacks up. Lots of different options to try here at Flame Tree Barbecue. You have a smoked chicken dinner, uh, a St. Louis rib dinner. There's a combo that combines the chicken and the ribs together. A smoked pulled pork sandwich, a smoked chicken salad, and then there's even a, a vegan sausage meal that you can get. So I decided to go with the chicken and rib combo so that way I can get the uh, better selection of what they actually have here at Flame Tree Barbecue. And this meal comes with two sides. Uh, I chose for my options coleslaw as well as baked beans. And together this came out to be $15.49. And on the side it also came with a little side of barbecue sauce. So uh, the first difference you'll notice here at Flame Tree Barbecue from other restaurants like let's say Regal Eagle Smokehouse or even Plate Pig is that there is no uh, options for different sauces. You just have the one main sauce here and uh, it's, it's a little boring in that regard and doesn't uh, set it in the same category as those two, but that's also part of why I'm doing this to see if it can even compete anymore with Regal Eagle as well as Polite Pig on top of all the other restaurants here at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And the one thing I'm kind of realizing with this is at a time where you're not trying to, to touch anything and then also, uh, you know, stay as clean as possible. This is a very hard meal to eat without cleaning. So I made sure to wash my hands a lot. I've been using wipes and hand sanitizer constantly. So that way I can, I can touch my food safely here. But again, stuff that we should have always been doing before, uh, we got more serious about our health, but I'm going to dig in first with the ribs. So with the combo, you get two ribs and meat is, uh, you know, it came right off when I pulled the bone there, it just kind of all fell off. So looks to be a little fatty in there, but you know what? It's ribs. That's, that's what you expect. Decent smoky flavor to the ribs. So not overly salty that the blend, the whatever rub blend they use on it. You know, it's not overpowering. It actually lets a lot of the smoke shine through uh, in the rib itself. So got to commend it for that. And these seem to be cooked perfectly. Pretty much all the meat is just coming right off the bone. Yep. I'm pleasantly surprised by the ribs. Actually, I have more to go with it. A lot can go wrong as we get deeper into it, but at least from the first bite, I'm pretty impressed. So Let's get in with the chicken now. And chicken, you know, it appears to have the same exact rub on it that the, the ribs have. And also, you can tell as I'm uh, digging in here with my fork right now, the chicken is just coming apart so easily. And that's a really big bite, so I apologize in advance for how I'm going to look eating this, but it looks good. Thank you. 
yeah, I took way too big a bite on that first bite there. So I am so sorry with that. But honestly, the spice blend that's used on this smoked chicken is even more pronounced than on the ribs. So the ribs, I don't think you need any barbecue sauce at all to enhance the flavor of it. It's, it's pretty good as it is. The chicken is even better. The chicken is really, really good. And, you know, for a while I've been avoiding Flame Tree because there's so much good barbecue in Orlando. And then even with Regal Eagle and Flight Pig, we have awesome barbecue throughout Walt Disney World Resort. But you know what? This actually still isn't, you know, this isn't that far off. Um, I, I need to go and eat it like Regal Eagle immediately after filming this to see what my comparison is there. And as well as, uh, as well as Polite Pig at Disney Springs. But with, with Polite Pig, I feel like their meats are good. Their sides are better. Whereas Regal Eagle Smokehouse, it's, uh, it's more about their meats there. And then their sides are, their sides are good. Not, not out of this world good, but okay. Uh, but these, these meats are good. So let's move on to the baked beans. And the baked beans have, I don't know if it's pork or rib meat in there, but baked beans are decent. You know, they're very sweet. I could use a little bit more vinegar in them, but you know what? I'm probably going to end up finishing the whole little ramekin here of baked beans. So I can't argue about it. They're decent. They're good. But the one thing that I'm disappointed just at looking at portion wise is the coleslaw. I mean, as it's falling off my fork here. Uh, coleslaw like was an afterthought. They basically just threw it on the plate here just to fill out the plate, but there's not that much with it. And there's nothing to write home about it. You know, slaw is nice and crunchy. It's not soggy. Mayo-based slaw, but not, uh, not too mayonnaise-heavy on there, so they didn't go crazy with the dressing. It's, uh, it's okay. It doesn't need to be on the plate. They could just you could get away with the chicken, the ribs, baked beans, and that would be enough. But let me uh, continue eating through all of this, and I will share my final thoughts with you when I'm finished. Let's finish up talking about Flame Tree Barbecue. I am walking away from this actually really, really impressed. I think I had built up in my head for so long that Flame Tree was the inferior barbecue option at Walt Disney World. I just kept building that up for so long that I truly believed it. And you know what? Flame Tree Barbecue is actually pretty good. Uh, I still think I would take Regal Eagle at least over Flame Tree Barbecue. And I, I do like Polite Pig. It's just very expensive. So that's where I always, I kind of stay away a little bit from Polite Pig. But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised by this. I'm very pleased with it. Uh, even, you know, even after finishing here for five, 10 minutes now, the spices are all still like swirling around inside my mouth. Like even with drinking water, I, I can't get it to go away. And that's not a bad thing. Again, the spice blend that they use on their meats here is just really flavorful, not too overly salty, complements the smokiness of the meat. It is, it's, it's really, really good. Again, I didn't have to use my barbecue sauce at all for it. And 
in terms of the actual meat on the chicken and the ribs, pretty much all of it came off. So it's not even like, you know, it's not even like it was smoked so long that it's just stuck to the bone and I barely got any meat out of it. For for $16.50 after tax, I got I got every little bit of food that I deserved out of this plate. It's still, you know, it's still a little bit on the expensive side, but I don't think everyone's going to come here for necessarily ribs and chicken. I I feel like, you know, at just a little over $10 with the the pulled pork sandwich, that's probably what more people are going to opt for and you know, it's a, it makes sense as well too, but if you're if you're looking to spend a little bit extra there and get that nice big plate, I don't think you can really go wrong with the uh, the chicken or the ribs here. It was it was pretty decent, and uh, I, I say that in a good way. Of course, it was it was better than decent. It was really good. And there you have it, my review of Flame Tree Barbecue. And like I said, stand by for more barbecue reviews. I wish I had more time to review feud feud food. I wish I wouldn't gain weight when I eat Disney food. I lost so much weight at the start of the pandemic because I wasn't eating at Walt Disney World all the time. And even now, I'm only doing maybe one day a week there, at most two. I've eaten there twice in a week, and I've been able to manage my weight a little bit. But yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder, and I, I wish I was able to make better healthier choices and that would help a lot but yeah it's a it's tough so many places to review but i have to also focus on my health and there you have it so our last review this is this is also an old one and this is definitely more of a fun throwback one because well you can't even get it right now and what review am i talking about it is my review of the monster mash burger that was at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. And this was a specialty burger that was around during the Halloween season. And it was around the year before, but a little bit different. And I would expect that it will probably come back around again next Halloween season. So it's not like I'm completely, you know, throwing this in there and it's a complete waste of time. I think there's a couple positives to it. It's a positive review. It's entertaining. It shows that Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe can have a couple interesting menu items from time to time. It's not always like it's completely bad, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's it's entertaining. So I'm going to leave it with that. But Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, some of the other items that you can find on the menu right now, chili cheese, all beef, footlong hot dog, third pound Angus bacon cheeseburger, all beef, footlong hot dog, Greek salad with chicken strips, spicy chicken sandwich, third pound Angus cheeseburger, chicken strip, four strips, Greek salad, and an impossible burger under the plant-based section. For kids, there's the PB&J Uncrustable chicken strips, two strips, and macaroni and cheese. So, uh, of course, with it being chicken strips instead of chicken nuggets, you actually get less. You only get four for the adults versus eight normally, and two for the kids instead of four for the kids usually. And uh, that's that's something to actually note. Makes this a little different because 
I feel like eventually you're going to start a drinking game where you take a shot every single time I have to say third pound Angus bacon cheeseburger and third pound Angus cheeseburger and all beef foot long hot dog. It's just repeated so many times over and over again. And again, this menu is what's currently being served at at uh, at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. A lot of this stuff was there when I ate there back in October, that review was, uh, but it is still, this is what the menu is now compared to what I had, which again is no longer on the menu. Just want to make sure that that is up front and center. This is just solely for your entertainment and in case the Monster Mash Burger comes back next year. So there it is. And then I can't, I have to mention too, at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, that's currently the home of the Cheshire Cat, Cat Blah, I am sorry about this. The Cheshire Cafe Cattail that costs five forty nine. This is the uh this is the fun pastry that's a puff pastry that has the purple and pink icing on it and it's got the chocolate inside. This is a classic Magic Kingdom attraction uh, attraction. Wow. This is how I know I'm getting to the end of this episode that I can't speak at all anymore. This is a classic snack at the Magic Kingdom. Usually it's served at the Cheshire Cafe that's just right across from Mad Tea Party, but that still hasn't reopened since the pandemic happened and the parks closed and then reopened. Cheshire Cafe still not open, but you can get the cattail at Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe. So that's all the info you need to know about Cosmic Rays. And let's get on with this entertaining, but not currently on the menu review. Hello, everyone. It is Craig here at Magic Kingdom. And today I'm going to do something that I hope I don't regret completely. I am going to have a meal at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe. So, uh, I really dislike this place, but I'm gonna give it a shot. There's a specialty item I wanna try, so let's give it a go. was a relatively painless experience I think from the time that I placed my mobile order through when I actually picked it up and sat down inside the restaurant was about five minutes so I can't complain about that considering uh, it looked extremely busy from the outside looking into the restaurant but enough about that let's talk about cause Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe I can't even say the name correctly that's how much I despise this place but you know it's it, right now you can find the chili cheese dogs here since Casey's isn't open. They have normal cheeseburgers and a salad and such. So nothing that is too crazy. But the one thing that I did want to get here that is special for Halloween is the Mickey Monster Mash Burger. And this is a, a standard crappy Disney burger that is topped with Munster, potato barrels, bacon, and sriracha aioli. And uh, it is... You know, it's definitely impressive, and let me pick it up here. You know, it's got the, the Mickey face on top of the the bun, which adds an extra level of fun to it. 
but it's not just about what it looks like, it's about what it actually tastes like. So let's take a bite and find out. I've already had a few bites and you know what? I'm actually uh, pretty, pretty happy with it. Uh, the only problem that I can say right now as of this current time with it is that like most Walt Disney World quick service burgers, this thing is just kind of gross. It is not, it's not well made. It's not well seasoned. It is just, it exists. That's about the most I can say about it. But then beyond that, everything else is working for me. The potato barrels, you know, they, they bring a little bit of saltiness to the entire thing along with the bacon. The sriracha aioli isn't overpowerful, uh, but it does add a nice slight bit of spice in there. Munster, you know, I get it going with the Monster Mash Burger using Munster. Uh, it's not an aggressive cheese at all, so it just it balances with all the other flavors that are at play in here. Uh, and then lettuce and tomato, it's on there. I don't know if it's necessary at all with this. I guess adds a little bit of a refreshing side to it as well, too. I don't know if that actually makes sense, but you know what? I don't hate this. I don't hate it, but I still have more to eat. And we'll see if I hate it by the end of it. I am on my final bite of the Mickey Monster Mash Burger, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am actually a fan. I like it. So I still hate the burger. I think I would actually appreciate this more if I could substitute the burger for like a piece of grilled chicken. I, I feel like that would also work very, very well, a little bit more than the burger, but yeah, I'm actually, I'm getting some of the heatness from the sriracha aioli now, you know, I'm almost done with it and now it's really starting to kick in. So that was like a nice little surprise at the end. It was extremely savory, so like, Oh, I feel like I need to drink three or four glasses of water or go get ice cream or something to really, really settle it all. But yeah, I I'm I can't believe it. I never would have I never would have thought that I would have liked this as much as I did. I expected to like it a little bit, obviously. I I still don't like this restaurant. I don't like plain Disney burgers, but you know, when they did the Mickey's 90th burger here that was very similar to this a couple of years back, you know. Even even that was impressive, except for the burger itself. So I feel like Cosmic Rays has moments where it can shine, but then it also finds ways to disappoint at the exact same time, too. And you know what? If you think your meal's going to be disappointed, disappointing, at least you can go over and, and watch Sunny Eclipse, and you can still get something good out of this meal. But yeah, if, if you come during the Halloween season... And you have the option to get this Mickey's Monster Mesh Burger. I'd actually, I'd say I'd recommend it. I know we rag on Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe a lot, but I'm, I'm going back and thinking about my experiences there. And maybe it's just that I selectively choose stuff I know I'm going to like. But I feel like the last time I reviewed it was for... And maybe I even mentioned it in the review because I'll be honest, I did not re-listen to this one. I remember it was positive, but I don't have all the details there. Uh, but I, it was the Mickey's 90th anniversary cheesy burger. And I know I liked that. It was messy, but I liked it. 
And my only complaint on that, I believe, was that it was uh, like this review. It was a crappy Disney burger, so not very good. And then before that, I reviewed it with Corey, Corey Martin, way, way, way back when we first started the Disney Dining Show. He and I ate there before one of the Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween parties. And and I feel like I remember we both walked away saying it wasn't the best, but it also wasn't the worst. So I know we always give Cosmic Rays a really hard time on the, on the Diz, but honestly, I think if you, you aim for what you know you're going to like there, then you're not going to walk away being like, this was the most disgusting thing in the world. So that's my advice on Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. And yeah, that's 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 where I'm standing at with it. And at the end of the day, Sunny Eclipse is there. So normally I would cut out any of the moments in the, the audio here that included where I had B-roll showing off the restaurant. But because Sunny Eclipse was playing and singing when I was showing off the B-roll, I left that audio in there. So you get a little taste of Sunny Eclipse through this review as well, too. So I hope you appreciated that. And that's it. That's our four reviews that I wanted to feature and focus on this week. Again, it was a burger that no longer exists at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. You had Flame Tree Barbecue, the sampler. We had the lobster roll, lobster in quotations, from Rosie's All-American Cafe by Rhino. And then we had me with the carrot cake cookie from Trolley Car Cafe at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And that's our that's our reviews for you. I hope you enjoyed it. And now the housekeeping. If you are... If you enjoyed this and you are planning an upcoming trip to Walt Disney World or thinking further in the future of planning a trip for Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel. When you support Dreams Unlimited Travel, you are directly supporting the Diz. That's what keeps the lights on here. That's what allows me to make these videos and as well as this audio show. It gives me time to do that and... Yeah, it, it, it pays the bills for everything that happens around the Dis Unplugged. So if you enjoy this content, you want to continue hearing more of it, seeing more of it, then please consider using Dreams Unlimited Travel. They can give you a free, no obligation quote on your upcoming vacation, and it doesn't cost anything extra to use Dreams Unlimited Travel. The agents will even go out of their way to look for the best discounts that they can get you on your vacation, which takes money out of their pockets, but we know that it will make you as happy as possible when you don't have to spend as much money. Or they can plan you the most ridiculous vacation of your lifetime that will cost you way more money than it ever should. And yeah, they can do that. And I don't know why you would want to do that. I think you would want to go for the save the most money as possible. But you can also go the opposite way, too. They're really there to just help you. They can be as hands-on as you want them to be. They can be as, as far away from it as you want them to be as well, too. They're really there to just help you as much as possible. So thank you for listening to that. Please consider supporting us through Dreams Unlimited travel and of course you can also support us in other ways too through patreon where you can get exclusive content so that's patreon.com slash dis unplugged uh, of course you can also uh, save money on magic candle company orders by using disney info as your offer code that'll that'll help us a little bit and it'll get you some really nice candles at the same time too and i think that's about it with the plugs of course always moving to orlando and then if you're interested in the new venture that we're going on with uh, the the dvc uh, reserved 
reservations. I don't, I still am struggling terribly with the, uh, with all of the the actual wording on on what it is, but the confirmed reservations through through Dreams Unlimited Travel for DVC hotel rooms, I believe is is the exact way to say it. I wish I understood it more, but I truly don't understand Dreams Unlimited Travel. But yeah, the confirmed Disney I understand Dreams Unlimited Travel. I don't understand Disney Vacation Club, but the confirmed Disney Vacation Club reservations where you can stay in a DVC resort for less money is still available and you can find more information on that by visiting dreamsunlimited.reservationsdvc.com and now I believe I'm done with all of that housekeeping. So again, Consider using all those ways to support us. And then please, if you can help me out, make sure you are subscribed to us so you get all the latest episodes of the Disney Dining Show, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, any place. I know that I felt I let Pandora fall through the cracks, so I need to make up for that if that's how you normally listen to podcasts. So coming soon, they have a really long wait time on their uh, audio audio podcast um, with processing times there's takes like four to six weeks to add it in and make sure it shows up so that will be a little while but that's coming soon but we're basically we're available everywhere you want to listen to podcasts for the most part and if i'm missing any place please let me know as well too so i can make up for that and if you're listening through apple podcasts please if you could leave us ratings and reviews if any if anything at all please make sure that it is positive because the more positive ratings and reviews we have the more people find out about us because iTunes will show it off more so i wanted to say thank you to uh, two people in particular who left reviews in the past week uh JNS731 as well as funners uh both left positive reviews so thank you very much and that's finally it for this episode. I'm done rambling at this point. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back with another episode next week where I recap the week's dining reviews as well as a couple old ones if I need to. And we'll just continue on this dining journey. So I'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye.